Okay. Here we go. Now I'm going to show from the Return of the King um, in these uh, last few minutes. If you've never seen this movie, well, maybe this will inspire you, right? Starts out great. We get the whole Gollum thing again. It's powerful and interesting. And there's a whole thing in Two Towers with Saruman and the trees. It's so fun. And she's crushing on Aragorn. Who's not crushing on Aragorn? I mean, come on, get cut her, cut her some slack. And then Pippin, I love this metaphor, looks into the Palantir, the seeing stone. Curiosity gets him. Careful what you're curious about. Okay. Curiosity gets him, it almost kills him, and he needs to book it to uh, Minas Tirith, which is Aragorn's city. And so he hops on Gandalf's back. No, he does not do that. He and Gandalf hop on Shadowfax's back <laughs> and ride off to the city. But we get this metaphor right now that I think is fantastic, and we'll start here. That's Aragorn's sword that was broken. We've been talking about symbols and metaphor. Sword is the Bible. I think Tolkien very clearly said, what we've done with scripture over the past 2,000 years is fractured it out into all these different denominations. Is there a way we can reforge the sword and put it back in the king's hand? Yes, mic drop. Thank you, Tolkien. So good. And here they go. So Gandalf and Pippin are getting to the castle. So Sauron is... Turning up the dial on the war. So there's so many metaphors out there. I've been doing metaphor stuff this whole time. That's our nice seven-layer castle. That is... Uh, Seven Layers Cake, right? Seven Layers Castle Cake. That is Aragorn's castle. Aragorn's the king. We could very easily run this as a metaphor as the kingdom, right? And so for today's class, for the next half hour, I want to try and set up a, a very key metaphor for this is kingdom. This is the church. This is the body of Christ. This is our efforts on trying to build the kingdom here and now. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth that is in heaven. I think this is what church should look like. Watch Gandalf ride up through this. It should look beautiful and majestic and powerful and safe and strong, right? Minas Tirith, city of
got a cathedral up top. It's the tree. Gandalf! Gandalf! Yes, the white tree of Gondor, the tree of the king. Lord Denisor, however, is not the king. He is a steward only, a caretaker of the throne. That's a great line. Lord Denisor is born from his father. This is so good. His beloved son's death will be most unwise. I do not wish him further. And say nothing about it, In fact, it's better if you don't speak at all. That's so good. He's like, yeah, don't say anything. Yeah. And so here we go. Look. That is Aragorn's throne. He's the king. Denethor is sitting where? He's a steward. If you miss the metaphor, return of the king. You and I are supposed to be stewarding the kingdom. We are the bride of Christ and bringing God's kingdom so that when the king comes back, it's what? Yeah, it's ready. It's, it's waiting. And we're like, here you go, King Jesus. Look, we got the whole kingdom ready for you. We stewarded your kingdom. Unfortunately for Tolkien, especially back then, how were we doing? Yeah, in this, we're doing okay, but actually this leader, Denethor, is in despair. It's a mess. He's given up hope. He's partnered with the enemy. He's partnered with despair. Um, and all he is focusing on was his hope in Boromir, and Boromir's dead now. And so it's kind of a mess, right? And so they go in and they talk to him, and he, he, he's grieving, and he's given up hope. Pippin is great, but he offers his service to Denethor. Careful who you put your trust in and who you give authority in your life. Bad, cool, Pippin, but bad move with Denethor. They go out, and they realize that this is a huge battle coming. And that's part of what I want you to catch today is we woke up in a war zone. We woke up in a battle, right? Um, Frodo and Sam and Gollum are right on the edge. And they're going to go up this endless stair to get inside of Mordor to drop over the mountain range. And they, they catch the enemy leaving to get ready for this huge battle. <laughs> Unleashes hell every day against us. Right, the great battle of our time. You know, they had to deal with Hitler, you guys. Tolkien and Lewis were in the trenches in World War One. Their kids were in the trenches of World War Two. Great battle of their time. A few years later, after all that. Atheism, huge atheism on the rise. Great battle of their time, right? Honestly, I think atheism is kind of falling out. I wonder what the new great battle is for you guys growing up with. We've already talked about some of those rings, but now we've got just some battles against the kingdom, right? I just think even just simply like the opioid issue, I think of 
this new spirituality that's waking up, which is a, encouraging on one hand spirituality, but without it being Christ-centered, eh, that makes me a little nervous, right? And so how are we going to handle these things that are coming against Christianity, coming against the truth of the gospel? There is a battle. I think of all the anxiety issues and the depression issues and the suicide rates on the rise, it's super sad and you know, really overwhelming in some respects. That whole army gets to this city, Osgiliath, and it's a mess. And then here's our first major metaphor. So think kingdom building and the kingdom is under attack. All right. Here they come. There's Pippin. Gandalf has given him a task to light this beacon on fire. Now, these metaphors I'm going to give you, they are how I operate as a teacher at Wheaton Academy. It's more than just a little storytelling for me. Like, I really see my students in this light. students who in about four months, in five months, in June, you guys are literally going to go all over the planet. For you, it's five months. For a second semester, it'll be like, when I give this lesson, it'll be like five days. You're going to graduate. You're going to leave. Right? I want to challenge you when you go to your gap year or your first job or your college experience. Can you go light up that college? Let them know, like, we're at war. This is a big deal. We, I, I need you guys to go and get people ready for battle. Some of you are literally going to go around the world. I love the international program. Some of you are going to go to a place like Biola. It's already lit up there. You get to join the battle. All right? There's some other schools that are already lit up, and you get to join the battle. Some of them you might need to be like, okay, let's stop playing college, and let's really get in the game. And as a freshman, you'll have four years to light that college up. That's what we're trying to do here, is to equip you to go out and change the world, really, not just pretend, right? How can you be like an Aragorn, graduating Wheaton Academy, and running into the school or the gap year program or wherever you're gonna end up, your job? And I love, I love Theoden's response. 
great. Girl power. And Rohan will answer. Yeah, right? I love that. Let's go. Let's get your college pumped up and in the battle if they're not really in it. Let's get your job workplace fired up, ready for battle. You know, we know that our battle is not against flesh and blood. We're not there to fight people. They're never the enemy. There's a very real battle that we are called to. Just the encampment. It's tradition for the women of the court to farewell the men. And carry a sword and ride into battle. <laughs> right? <laughs> you go, girl. <laughs> awesome. Blonde warrior princess. So will I. Go, Aeor. She's awesome. Excuse me. Or even this. I have a sword. Please accept it. Come on, that's amazing. Well, you guys want to think about this. Where was he a year ago in the story? Chubbing around in the Shire. Now the dude's gonna be knighted and follow Theoden into the greatest battle of the age. Yeah. It took a year. Where will you be next Christmas? Come on, what are you going to be doing next Christmas? In a year, where can you put yourself in a position? And I love it. Pippin kneels in front of uh, Denethor. Bad move. Great move. Can you find someone that's like, hey, I want to be part of what you're doing. Here's my spiritual gifts. Here's my sword. I want to be part of this battle. I want to be engaged in it. So cool. This guy in the Tolkien, in the actual books, he goes back a year and a half later to the Shire and cleans house because of all the things he's learned on his journey. It's equipped him to fight for the Shire when he comes back home. So cool. Go Tolkien. Great metaphors here. Uh, Denethor is in despair. His son Rides I Love Faramir. Faramir rides out. It's one of the most beautiful song moments in this right here. Oh, I should show up, but I'm not going to. All right. Um, we keep going. And I want to get you to this place real quick. Um, Aragorn goes on a journey into the underworld and grabs these green ghosty dudes. All right. And this is not Pirates of the Caribbean, although they're all sharing the technology or whatever. Um, but in the book, are there the green ghosty dudes? Yes. Does anybody know what's going on there? It is not deus ex machina where it's like, oh no, we've got a big huge battle. Uh, we need some help. How about dead guys? They'll do it. I mean, Tolkien's a way better author than that. Anybody know who they are? All right. They made a promise to the king to fight in that original battle. Yeah, in that original battle where the hand got the ring got cut off. That big one that was the beginning of the whole story. And they bailed in their commitment to the king. They're not the enemy. They didn't fight for the enemy. Come on, catch the metaphor. They just didn't keep their promise. I wonder what it would be like if you were just to simply be like an Aragorn and go out there and recoup all the Christians who 
have asked Jesus to save them. And now they're doing jack squat for the king, right? They've bailed on their promise where Jesus gave his life for them and they've received salvation. They'll take the benefits of the king, but they're not going to actually fight for the king. And now do you see why Tolkien's metaphor works so well? If we literally, you went off to the colleges and just recouped all the people who've promised to be Christians and now have bailed on it, how we do with the battle? Yeah, we'd be fine. <laughs> when you think about how many people have promised allegiance to Christ and then bailed on it, right? Powerful. Thank you, Tolkien. It takes a good leader, though, like Aragorn, to do that in a loving, honoring, and compelling way without shame or guilt. It's all invitation. And I love that, right? But it's compelling invitation. All right. Okay. So here we are. This is Denethor. He is the steward right now. The castle is officially getting attacked. so good. And this is going to sound harsh because it is. Guess what we need to do with some of the current leadership in the church? I mean, we probably shouldn't actually hit them with a stick, but do they need to be removed from authority? Come on. If they're partnering with despair and hopelessness, if they're overwhelmed by the task that God has given us, they should not be leading the church. They need to be removed. We've got to do it. Because we can't have that. Go, oh, well, it's, it's too big. We can't do it. Or, you know what? We're put, making all these blog posts and all these internet sites. Like, oh, the end is coming and we're all going to die. Like, come on. What are you doing? We're here to build the kingdom in the power of Christ. That's our charge. And so if there's a leadership in a church community or even a Christian school community where there's hopelessness and despair, they should not be in leadership. I love a Gandalf dove. He's like, Ksh. Nope. Let's go. Battle. Thank you, Gandalf. All right. Now that they are laying siege to the castle and then they start pounding on it with a massive, huge battering ram. All right. And it's pretty intense. It's, it's gigantic. Look at the size of that battering ram, right? 
All right, so we got to get to the next movie. And we're not there yet. <laughs> and this battering ram starts pounding on the door. Aragorn's showing up with green ghosty guys. Sam and Frodo are climbing up through that web. Oh, interesting metaphor. A huge web that traps people and they get poisoned and eaten alive. Um, by the way, it's our first feminine monster because they exist as well, don't they? Yes. Okay. Anyways, uh, there's plenty of masculine monsters to go around, but there are feminine ones too. All right. Um, we got to use the light against that and get the spider and all this mess. Okay, so ready? Part of what we have here is they bust in through the door. And look at this. It's a mess. Now the enemy is in. Take out Marshmallow Man. Right there. Now, ready? This is a, this is, you guys, 15 minutes ago, I had this big white castle up here, and what did I say it was? The church. The stats that is going all over the nation and even the world of the Barna surveys are what? Some of you know it. How many kids are leaving the church? Over 70% who are part of the church through high school will leave it in college or right afterwards horrifying and actually I sit in those conferences and I sit in those lectures and I've heard it over and over and over again and I in the back of my mind I think of this lesson I'm giving you right now and no wonder they're leaving the church all the sexual issues in the church all the abuse in the church or boring youth groups or crappy preaching right no who wants to be a part of the church when the enemy has infiltrated it like this right there's pastors embezzling money they're using toxic theology. It's almost like we're in the Renaissance again, where it's so corrupt, right? I think that's part of the issue. Now, hopefully, you are at a church right now that's healthy and vibrant and life-giving. I really hope you are. I know enough to know enough that not all of you are. But there's a lot of great churches around here. But I keep finding over and over, as students leave Wheaton Academy and they go off to these colleges, I'll get an email or a phone call and they're like, Dominguez, I know you want us to be part of the church, but I cannot find one that's like healthy. I'm like, I'm so sorry. And so that's part of this metaphor is can you fight for just the church even right now to be a safe, loving, honoring place? We've got to be able to send our kids to Sunday school and they're safe and they're inspired, right? I want to be able to invite a friend to church and hear a sermon that's healthy and God-honoring and person-honoring and inviting, right? And it's just sad that our churches are not the safest, most beautiful, healthiest places to go, right? Mm -hmm. But I think that's also why a lot of kids are leaving. And this is where I'm not going to blame them on one hand. I get it. At the same time, what do we got to do? <laughs> like, we've got to fight for it. It's the body of Christ, right? The hope of the world. Oh, 
don't like showing these parts, but I think we got to acknowledge that for some people, this is what it's like to go to church or to a small group or to a youth group. It's not fun and maybe even toxic or unsafe. Or they go to church and they're getting hurt or bullied. He's burning his own kid. Come back to the abyss. It's all in the nothingness that awaits you and your master. Do you not know death when you see it, old man? This is my power. Academy graduation. I'm not kidding. I really will be sitting there in June at Wheaton Bible Church and I'll be thinking of this scene. I really will. Because for me, that is literally why we're here. Is to have you guys graduate and do what? Ride out into the battle. Now, if I had my way, we'd all be having like capes and swords and horses. Uh, they wouldn't fit real well in the church, but you know, it's June, we can figure that out, right? Come on. Is it overwhelming? Come on, is it? Yes! This world is a mess, right? But what do we gotta do? If I knew how to do it, I love that. Go, Eowyn. If I knew how to do it, I would take the film here and like make all their capes maroon. <laughs> I don't know how to do that. But I, I really, I hope you will see this as graduation. Now, next semester, I'll be doing this on the last day of class, and then you're going to graduate a week later. The positive for you guys is you got five months before you ride out. But what are you going to do to be prepared? and to be ready to graduate and go, right? Spears shall be shaken, shields shall be splintered, a sword day, a red day. Come on, right there. That's graduation. At least for me it is. That's why I'm doing my job here is to do this. So you guys can go.
Let's go. <laughs> I have my shofar. They haven't let me blow it yet at graduation, but you know. Whoa, let's go. <laughs> Come on. Hey, right there. Is that? Who's that right there? <laughs> scared of you guys. They know you're coming. Poor Will. Yeah, see? Look at that. Come on. I know it's all emotional. Right, right there. Like that. Is that Tanner, by the way? Is that you? With the mustache? <laughs> I like Wheaton Academy Warrior. Riding out. Come on, right? I don't know if you can see yourself in that pose. Ladies, just get rid of the mustache and go with the, the hair and you're good, right? Our Eowyn's out there. She's doing it. But can you see yourself? And then I'm going to let it roll here and just watch what they do to fear, to anxiety, to poverty, to sex trafficking to all these things that are coming against the church right now, the lust issue in our culture, I want you to graduate from here and do this. I love that cut. I hate it, and I love it. But this is that same steward, Denethor, dumping oil on himself so he can light himself on fire and just be done. Now, he's not the enemy. He's inside the castle, responsible for taking care of it. Outside, this whole army's riding out into to help him, and he's already given up. And it sounds harsh, but I'm like, where are you here? Are you... Giving up, overwhelmed, I don't see God in this, or riding out into the midst of the chaos and the darkness to try and do something. And yeah, you might die. Okay, let's die trying, <laughs> right? But this is just so sad to me. So many people would just give up because it's so overwhelming. It is overwhelming. It's war. <laughs> We're fighting the Prince of Darkness. Right? I, I don't know. I can't even watch that. I don't even like watching it. So then they regroup. Then these huge, massive elephants come in. And they have to take on these massive elephants. And it's overwhelming and kind of crazy. And I want to show you something here. A lot, I just compared you, to these stu- to you guys to these riders. And then freshman year, a lot of them just get mowed over. 
which is really sad. And so I, you're like, why are you ending with this, Dominguez? Well, I am and I'm not, but I want you to catch this metaphor. Right Look what he does. They're getting clobbered by these elephants. Look at that, right? Don't be that wasp student. The little arrows aren't working. Look, don't be that guy. Oh, hey. Be this guy. Aomir turns one spear. No elephants were harmed in the making of this movie. You guys, I want to challenge you here. One spear, he takes down two of those guys. I don't want you to be the students who graduate and ride out and then just get mowed over and stepped on. Happens all the time. What has your homework been this year? Read a chapter, find one quote, and then write about it. Because what can one really good quote from Lewis or Chesterton do? With like atheism. <laughs> Bring it to its knees. One good quote can do it. One good paragraph of Chesterton, done. One powerful truth of scripture in the hands of a warrior, right? Can take this stuff out. We have to fight smart. <laughs> Use the truth well like a weapon so you don't just get mowed over by these massive things that you're going to bump into in college. Right? It's doable. And they win the battle. The green ghosty guys show up and it's powerful. And then we get to this moment where Aragorn chooses to do what? Go to the enemy's door and fight the enemy at his door. Right? It's powerful. He has a mouth of Sauron. That's just so good in the extended version. Right? And then Aragorn has this powerful speech. Now they're on the offense. I see in your eyes the same fear that would take the heart of me. A day may come when the courage of men fails, when we forsake our friends and break all bonds of fellowship. But it is not this day. An hour of wolves and shattered shields when the age of men comes crashing down. But it is not this sword day. is so huge. By <laughs> all that you hold dear, this good earth, I bid you stand. And then we get this moment where they're totally surrounded. Sam picks up Frodo and carries him. I mean, it's just incredible. And you got to watch it. But I want to get you to this last moment right here where Frodo and Gollum wrestle it out. And then this actually happens. This thing gets destroyed. Now, I'm going to hit play and go stand by the door. I want to at least get a final handshake on the way out the door. But as you watch this last scene, some of you up here know about freedom, but you have yet to actually feel it. 
I'm, I'm here to tell you, in the last five minutes of class, this can actually happen in your life. You can really get to a place where Frodo says, it's gone, it's done. There's a freedom to it. And some of the students that you have journeyed with have actually felt this freedom. And they have gotten to a place of real freedom where this starts happening. Ready?
Thank you. Mighty Warriors here. 